This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. everybody and welcome to another episode of the five rounds podcast the only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds i am mags and i have just got through watching uh, ufc fight night uh aspen lad versus norma dumont now before we get into the main card let's quickly run through these uh, uh prelims so we started the show with Ariane Carnalosa picking up the, the third round submission against Estela Nunes in the strawweight division. Then we went to the men's banterweight division where Danar Batgarel got the first round KO of Brandon Davis. And going back to the women's, uh, this time the flyweight division, we had Luana Carolina getting the decision against Lupita Godinez, and then we had Danny Roberts in the welterweight picking up a, a good victory against Ramazam Emiev. And then in the featured prelim, we had Bruno Silva uh, picking up the third round KO against Andrew Sanchez. So going on to the, the main card, we opened uh, in the featherweight division. Uh, Ludovic Klan, the, the, the Slovakian, uh, looking to uh, beat veteran fighter uh, Nate Landwer, um, both with, uh, with relatively um, lacklustre performances in their, um, in their UFC um, run so far. Um, uh, Ludwig was going one and one into this fight and, uh, and Nate was actually uh, one and two. Um, but started the, the, the first round um, pretty nervy for both. Uh, it it uh, took quite a while for, for the fight to get going. Uh, Landry obviously um, working off that kind of brawling style. Uh, he's, uh, he's more known for his, uh, his vicious knockout power rather than his uh, technical prowess. Uh, and Clan um, very much uh, out of that kickboxer. Uh, mentality um, and he he certainly used those tools to to decent effect in this first round uh, landing uh, quite a few body kicks um, Landra was um, was nervous I think he uh, he was very weary of those kicks of, of uh, uh, Ludovic so he, he stayed on the outside uh, kind of uh, just circled round trying to avoid the the bigger kicks from uh, from um, Ludwig Klan, uh, but unfortunately, was uh, Ludwig was still able to find his target quite a lot, uh, landing uh, kicks to the body, landing um, um, a big knee, 
uh, able to, to pick off uh, some combinations uh, and it was very very kind of timid almost from, from Nate Lander in, the, in this first round um, with about um, 20 seconds to go he does finally uh, start to score some major offence uh, landing a little bit of uh, flurry of punches and a knee uh, but the 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 clacks and goes uh, and it was quite clearly a, a, a dominant round for for um, Ludwig Klan and um, uh, Landwehr certainly had a lot of work to do to to get this uh, to get this win back on track uh, in the second round he, he very much did so um, he started in the in the same vein taking some combinations with the kicks uh, and uh, and kind of retreating uh, but this time he was able to force more clinches was was uh, able to tie up uh, clan which uh, kind of mitigates those those big kicks that that clan is 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 good at uh, and when uh, when clan was able to kind of force himself out of the clinch uh, Landwehr was able to land some some big punches uh, uh, on the way out clan uh, kind of then uh, Left the kicking for a, for a, a little while in this in this round and tried to land some more punches. Uh, even went for for some takedowns, uh, and this is where the kind of tad turned for me in this round. Um, Clan uh, got stuffed on one of the takedowns, uh, and whilst he was trying to kind of force the manoeuvre, uh, he ended up eating a lot of big knees to the point where he actually ended up taking a knee uh, just to protect himself from from some of these uh, big shots from Landwer, uh, which actually played into uh, into Landwer's uh, benefit because that meant uh, uh, Nate was able to grab the neck and go for uh, an anaconda. Um, Clan is, is able to escape uh, and get back to the feet uh, and he goes back to his, his wheelhouse of the kicks. Uh, but you can tell there... There's a little bit of the momentum lost now when Landwehr was uh, landing more big shots. He had certainly had a, a lot more confidence. He started blocking more of the kicks, uh, landing elbows and punches. Uh, really kind of uh, rattled uh, Ludwig Klan. Um, the the end of the round came when uh, Landwehr was absolutely teeing off on uh, on Klan uh, and essentially the the Klaxon saved him from from taking an absolute destroying. Going into the the third, uh, Klan again takes control of the octagon, uh, lands a, a jab. Uh, Landwehr starts throwing some of his own uh, head kicks, which is interesting against someone with the the um, kickboxing skill of of Ludwig Klan. Um, it's almost like they were trying to uh, attack each other with um, kind of their enemy's best arsenal. Uh, because uh, Klan started landing more <laughs> of the, his left hands. Uh, but once uh, um, it settled down, Land- Lander started landing way better shots, bigger shots, uh, crisper shots, more diverse shots. Uh, he catches um, he catches Klan with a knee, um, which uh, which uh, Klan is able to stuff, but it gives uh, it gives him the opportunity to drive forward and, and go for the takedown. Um, but uh, Land was able to to stay upright and push the action uh, down, so he actually ends up uh, 
in a, a more beneficial position uh, is able to grab the neck again and this time uh, there's no escape for, for Ludwig Klan the anaconda choke is uh, is uh, set in uh, the squeeze is on and uh, Ludwig Klan has no option but to tap um, so from a, a pretty nervy start uh, Nate Landra uh, ends up picking up a very decent victory and hopefully that can lead to him uh, um, doing a lot more in uh, in this featherweight division. So after that, we uh, we go to the the women's flyweight division with uh, an unbeaten in the UFC, Manon Fierro, um, who was looking to uh, extend her win streak to eight, uh, taking on Myra Bueno Silva, the the very very dangerous Brazilian, and this. Uh, this match was incredibly one-sided for me, um, but with the reactions of uh, of the fighters, you would think it was a lot more closer than it was. Um, essentially, um, uh, Marion Manon Farrell was absolutely superb with uh, keeping. Uh, uh, bueno Silva at bay with uh, the push kicks uh, and the side kicks, uh, not ex- not exactly uh, devastating in terms of power, but uh, enough that it keeps uh, it keeps uh, Bueno Silva out of that that kind of a close, dirty boxing exchange that she's so so good at. Um, the the problem with uh, with uh, Feroz's attack was it was very one dimensional. It was push kick follow up with three uh, punch combinations to the to the face um, uh, Bueno Silva quickly realised that this was the tactic uh, absorbed the, the push kick pretty easily and then just uh, covered up for, for the for the punches but she she started being quite gun shy uh, in terms of throwing her own shot but yes uh kind of um, cocky and arrogant with uh, the way she was mocking uh, Fiero uh, to the point where she was putting her chin down, sticking her tongue out, putting her arms behind her back, um, as if she had this fight essentially in the back when she had nothing of the sort because she wasn't throwing anywhere near the, the number of attacks and significant attacks that uh, Manon Fiero was uh, was doing and, and props to, to Manon to not be goaded into changing up your game plan because uh, the, your opponent is is trying to show you that it's not working, uh, and in fact, she, there's a, a point in the in the second round where um, Farrow actually lands a, a push kick that 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 knocks uh, Bueno Silva off her feet because she's uh, because she's uh, trying to um goad um a man on um she gets she gets up and there's 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 obviously no damage from it it was just literally knocking her um off balance but um it it was a very kind of um weird showboating when you aren't actually winning the fight because you're not doing enough work to uh put your opponent in danger and the few times that the uh uh, bueno Silva did uh, land some big shots. Uh, she was good at. Uh, she got the clinching a couple of times and was able to to um, pin Farrow to the cage. But Farrow was uh, was very wily, very calm and confident, able to to get out uh, without taking too much damage. Uh, bueno Silva also got uh, quite a bit of success with uh, with kicking the lead leg, um, but there was just not enough of it. Uh, not a 
not enough counter-attacking, not enough kind of taking the impetus, uh, and all the way through the round, uh, all the way through the fight even, um, uh, for all stuck to a game plan, pushing the, uh, the fight, uh, uh, her opponent away, uh, landing the jabs, which which didn't cause any damage, but it was still it was still output. It was still more uh, volume of attacks over over Bueno Silva, uh, and even going into the, the third round, Bueno Silva didn't uh, have that that worry of of that she needed to push the pace. She I don't know whether she thought that she was was winning the fight or not, or the the, the very few attacks uh, and combinations that she pulled off uh, was enough to sway the judges because. It, it certainly wasn't, um, with all three judges um, giving all three rounds to Manon Farrow. Um, one judge, um, Tony Weeks, gave uh, gave the third round uh, as a 10-8, and it was just that dominant of a performance for uh, Manon Farrow. Never in danger of knocking her opponent out, never in danger of subbing her opponent, but just massively, massively outworking her. Uh, and she goes to 3-0 here in the UFC, and... Um, like I said, an eight-fight win streak. So props to Manon Farron. Uh, we may uh, have a another decent contender here in the women's flyweight division. So after this, uh, in the middle of the card, we have a, a record-breaking fight with uh, Jim Miller, uh, absolutely smashing records left, right, and centre. Um, this is his currently is. I think it was his 37th UFC fight, which uh, takes him one ahead of a uh, uh, former record holder, Donald Cerrone. Um, he's also uh, was taking on Eric Gonzalez, who uh, got the, the late-minute call, uh, who was making his debut. So another record broken with uh, the, the biggest... Um, number of uh ufc fights between opponents with eric making his debut and jim being 37 fights above him and um jim um has always um it's, it's always been hinted that this may be his last run uh in the ufc uh last push but uh he, he said recently that he wants to to uh Stand alone in another uh, UFC record book. Uh, he is currently one of two fighters that have, uh, have fought on UFC 100 and UFC 200. The other fighter being uh, the beast incarnate himself, Brock Lesnar. Uh, but Jim Miller said he wants to um, kind of uh, extend his record uh, by being the only fighter to be on well, UFC 100, UFC 200 and UFC 300. Uh, now I think UFC 300 is scheduled to be in the middle of 2025. So for somebody who's uh, um, knocking on uh, knocking on the door of 40, um, it's, it's going to take quite a, um, a resurgence of his career to be able to, to keep going um, um, all the way through till till that time, but if anybody can do it, uh, Jim Miller has, has proved he can do it. Uh, another kind of uh, thing I wanted to note as well, um, this is his, like I said, 37th UFC fight, uh, and it's actually the, the 37th time he made weight with no issues at all, and a, a very slight dig uh, from the UFC um by kind of uh, signifying that record uh, to people who maybe uh, have struggled with with weight, um, so yeah. Uh, but props to to Jim Miller, record breaking career. Uh, it nearly 
uh, was all for naught in this in this fight because Eric Gonzalez started really really uh, bright. He looked like he he wanted to take the fight to to Jim Miller. Had absolutely no fear. Um, started with a big right hand uh, and hit some front kicks. Um, Miller uh, went to his uh, his usual arsenal of starting with chopping at the legs uh, and then kind of uh, switching up and, and going for head kicks, uh, clinches. You, everybody knows Jim Miller's style. He's very, very well-rounded. He can fight well on the ground. Uh, he's got great uh, stand-up. So he, he's he's um, a, a danger at any kind of a facet of, of uh, mixed martial arts. Uh, but Gonzalez um, does land quite a few big shots. And you can see that Miller uh, ends up being wobbled. Um, but he uses that, that wily veteran uh, tactic of going in for uh, a clinch uh, or for a takedown to uh, give himself time to uh, to um, shake the cobwebs out, uh, regather his, his thoughts and his position. Uh, and he was able to do that. Um, Gonzalez had, had full guard, but it certainly gave Miller the time to, to, to come back round. Uh, he's able to posture up. Uh, and Gonzalez um, ends up being able to force his, uh, his himself to his knees, uh, kicks away, uh, and is back to uh, back to his feet. Uh, he lands another uh, big uppercut. Uh, you can tell he, he thought that this fight was his for the taking, and it it probably was at this at this point. He was throwing some big big punches. But then uh, Miller lands a huge left hand, um, and that really stuns um, Gonzalez. Uh, Miller, uh, as he would do, would he powered forward, tried to uh, um, force the fight, ends up getting into a clinch. Um, but he uh, he forces his way out of the clinch to to uh, rattle off a uh, a little flurry of fight uh, of shots, but. The, the 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 bell goes uh, a very tight first round for me I would have probably gave it uh, uh, to uh, Gonzalez just for, for the wobble and just for the brightness of uh, coming in but yeah it's a very very razor thin first round and uh, Jim Miller had a lot to, to think about there um, coming out into the second uh, Jim Miller thought I've had enough of this shit uh, got stuff to do um so he comes out and Gonzalez goes for for um, an overreach of a punch and Miller catches him with a with a, a counter a counter shot. Uh, Gonzalez goes for a kick and then Miller again with a perfect counter uh, left hand right on the bone. Uh, Gonzalez is fast asleep before he even hits the ground. Uh, Miller making sure of the of the finish with a few big shots before uh, referee um, Mark Smith steps in. But yeah, it's a, a massive, massive knockout for, for Jim Miller and a real kind of statement that, yeah, he may be wild, he may be a veteran, he may be uh, an old dog, but he's uh, he's still in this to, to do some damage and do some damage to Eric Gonzalez. He definitely, definitely did. So getting to the, the co-main event... Um, Andre Arlovsky, uh, former UFC champion, uh, another huge veteran uh, in this game. Uh, something uh, close to the the amount of fights that uh, Jim Miller's had. I think he's had maybe, this maybe his thirty fifth fight in in the UFC total. Had well over fifty fights uh, uh, in MMA, uh, taking on the the heavy hitting Brazilian. Um, 
and yeah, for for me, this this fight and then going into the main event later on, it was such a damp squib, uh, such a, a letdown. Knowing that these two fighters can, uh, what they can do and the damage that they can cause, um, yeah, I just came out of this fight feeling like I, I wanted more. Uh, Arlovska uh, using his, his kickboxing background, landing some uh, some. Um, some leg kicks, uh, throwing some high kicks, uh, Felipe uh, going for, for his bread and butter of, of punches uh, to the body, uh, but he was uh, missing a hell of a lot of punches. Andre Lovsky's head movement was was uh, pretty on point for uh, for the majority of this fight. Uh, able to stay out of the range of Felipe but, and then just hack him down uh, with uh, the leg kicks. Um, he, he, it seemed nervous him going into closer range to uh, to land some big shots, and he only did it a couple of times in 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 the in the first round. But once he uh, realised how how far his range was, uh, he started to throw a little bit more, but still kind of uh, started uh, uh, reverting back to to those leg kicks. Um, yeah, a very tense first nervy round for Arlovska. Um, he was easily the more active fighter. Uh, Carlos Felipe looking like he, he was struggling to find his range, but also looking like he was waiting for uh, maybe the perfect knockout punch, which uh, he just wasn't able to, to find in that first round. Second round, uh, and uh, Carlos uh, came out a, a little bit more aggressive. Uh, started to back uh, Arlovski up against the fence and started to land more um, punches to the body. Um, Arlovski uh, fired back with flurries of his own and we got into like, a little bit of a of a, a flurry battle. Um, Felipe lands a, a decent right hand, but uh, Arlovski fires back with one of his own um, and he then made a little bit of space uh, and got back to the what was working in the first round, the, the kind of sticking and moving uh, one, two and out of there uh, tactics. Uh, Felipe wanted, again, as much like he did in the first, he wanted to be in close, he wanted to be in uh, like that, uh, the, the form boxer, dirty boxing style, uh, but uh, Arlovski was was avoiding his big shots uh, and landing the, the, the little uh, jabs and the, the teasing uh, leg kicks uh, to really kind of... Uh, frustrate and uh and just build up a um a score i suppose uh on on carlos felipe uh going towards the end of the the second arlovsky uh said that there was an airport and tried to get the um the attention of herb dean but herb waved it off um the they used the the ringside technology where they have actually someone um checking the 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 replay uh and they have the 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 red light yellow light system and uh, there was, and it was found that it was a punch that that landed in Arlovski's ass. Certainly not a a wayward finger. Um, Felipe tries to push uh, uh, in these last few seconds. Uh, was able to clinch a little bit more, uh, but Arlovski able to pull his way out and um, on his way took a a right hand for his trouble. Uh, then another one, then a, a flying knee, 
Um, a better round for, for Felipe this, but I still think that Arlovsky had, had done enough to take it. He'd, uh, he'd kept Felipe at bay for the majority of the, the first two rounds and, and picked off his, uh, his shots. Uh, so certainly in terms of significant strikes and volume, uh, he was well up in this fight. Um, third round, uh, Felipe knew he had it all to do and he came out absolutely swinging and this was uh, his way better fight. Uh, Arlovsky looked really, really tired. Um, again, we get another complaint for uh, an eye poke uh, and again it goes to the officials and they say nope it was still very much a close fist uh, Felipe landed shots to the body uh, Arlovsky trading back with jabs uh, both fighters starting to really slow down cardio uh, ended up being a, a massive factor in, the, in this third round um, almost like the two were fighting through molasses uh, it was uh it got that slow. Uh, Felipe was really trying to look for the, the look for the pit, uh, finish. Uh, lands a big shot. Uh, Arlovsky uh, drops to the floor. Um, Felipe tries to to kind of swarm, but um, it 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 was clear that it, uh, Arlovsky wasn't uh, damaged too much because he was quickly uh, back to his feet, quickly back in the clinch. Um, the clinch is broken and Arlovsky uh, landing the quick jab on the way out. Um, Felipe did land some, some big shots coming into the, the, the last few seconds, but there was no uh, energy or power behind him because both guys were absolutely worn out. Um, Herb Dean uh, ends up um, breaking um, uh, a clinch after both guys were, were literally just breathing on each other, uh, just absolutely, um, just absolutely knackered from uh, from from this fight. And then we get um, uh, a, a last few seconds uh, trade. Felipe kind of taunting Arlovsky, uh, and then we get that the typical kind of a brawler mentality where they go out on the swords in the uh, on the shield sorry in the last 10-15 uh, seconds and just try and uh, uh, go hell for leather uh, n- no one really landed anything significantly uh, and the, the judges were unanimous in that the winner 29-28 um, was Andrei Arlovsky all three judges giving him the first two rounds and uh all three giving uh, Felipe the the third round. So then we go into uh, the main event. Um, Aspen Lad coming in uh, at very short notice uh, to replace Holly Holm uh, in this fight. Um, Norman Dumont very um, upset about the the withdrawal of Holly Holm. Feels that it was maybe not um, not very genuine, and she's definitely called for a for um, an interim title fight but props to Aspen who uh, took this fight on very very short notice and also a a weight uh, above her natural uh, weight so yeah uh, and that's the only thing I can really give her props for because uh, for a performance in this fight um, yeah there's there's nothing um, uh, certainly in the the first four rounds that 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 you can really say Aspen Lad deserved to be in this fight or that she uh, was much of a factor in this fight. Um, whilst it wasn't the most entertaining fight from both uh, uh, both competitors uh, by any stretch of the imagination, this was a labour to sit through. 
Dumont was easily the more active of the fighters, the more accurate of the fighters. Uh, Aspen lad, um, while she she uh, head movement uh, was was really good, and she did well to avoid some some of the more damaging shots of Norma Dumont. She really was lacklustre in in her attack uh combinations were one puncher uh two punches at best uh norma demont uh was was much quicker uh landing uh much harder jabs um the 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 very few times that aspen lad made any kind of inroads um to norma demont Norma just laughed and waved him off. Uh, it's quite clear that Aspen Ladder uh, is not a threat uh, at this at this weight to the the elite uh, the levels of Norma Dumont. Uh, going into the second, uh, very much like the the um, the first round where Aspen was doing very very minimal work. Uh, it it took almost like two minutes for for her to even throw uh, a punch. She was uh, just eating the the jab over and over and over and not doing anything to to really counter it. Uh, like I said, on the on around the two minute mark, she finally uh, is able to rush forward and get a clinch. But Norma Dumont is able to just uh, work her way out of it, back to the center and back to uh, using the jab. And she doesn't even really need to to put any kind of um any stank or any kind of power into it because it was doing exactly what it needed to do uh landing every single time doing the uh cumulative damage to aspen lad and aspen lad was was not uh in any kind of frame man to to attack uh to the point where a corner was was screaming at her during the during the rounds to switch it up and and throw um more punches but she was just oblivious to to their uh to their advice and even when it, she was uh uh in the the mid round breaks uh, and her, and her coaches were were brutally honest with her and uh, to the point where they were telling her what the fuck are you doing what is this for how why are you doing this i don't understand what you what you think your game is you need to be attacking you were three rounds down uh even in the fourth round he said it's potential that you're four rounds down uh there was no kind of sugar coating it which is uh it was brutal and kind of uh refreshing at the same time and not many fighters are corners um are so uh so honest with the the fighters a lot of them tend to kind of a uh, sugarcoat stuff and and try and uh keep the um the the motivation high uh not for for aspen lad she was told in no uncertain terms this is a very poor performance uh by you i'm incredibly disappointed and you need to go out uh in these last couple of rounds and uh and do something because you are losing this far how 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 can you be putting in this kind of performance uh and in the fourth round she carried it on it was it was incredibly frustrating as someone who's uh who has seen uh aspen lad uh put in massively dominant performances and and her only losses really in the ufc are to to top name fighters like i think before this fight she'd only lost to jermaine durandame who was former uh champion and an elite level uh kickboxer uh, and obviously now uh, this loss to Norma Dumont, um, it, it, I mean the level of fighters she's losing to is is very high level. 
but it's the performance she's putting in against these fighters. She's been incredibly dominated. Uh, like I said, in, in this fourth round, uh, corners were screaming at her to, to um, start picking up the pace and landing more shots. And and she didn't, and uh, Norma was able to to take her down pretty much at, at will. Um, and um, whilst Aspen's probably the best that she did in the whole of the first four rounds was when she actually was able to sweep to the top of her uh, of the of the the ground game, uh, push up and, and land some punches. Um, not unfortunately, there was not enough time to to land a lot of punches or enough to uh, to win the the fight or even the round. Uh, so going into the fifth, her coach said, "No, in, in no uncertain terms, you need a finish in this fight. Uh, it's it's imperative uh, that you get the finish." And she she did her best in this. This was arguably uh, the best round that she had. I mean, not even arguably, it was the best round that she had because the first four rounds were absolutely gash from from Aspen Lad. Uh, but again, it was still not enough to to get the victory. Uh, landing um, some some big shots in the clinch, landing up, uh, uh, really forcing Norma Dumont up against the fence. Um, tried to go for the takedowns, but she was just not able to to uh, to uh, finish it. Uh, Norma Dumont was was quite happily uh, able to just um, defend in the clinch, not have to throw any uh, big shots, just not absorb any big shots either. Um, she was just smiley all the way through the this this round, just really controlling the uh, the wrists of uh, of Aspen Lad. Aspen did break free in the last uh, minute or so, landing a big right hand, but uh, Norma Dumont fired back with uh, with some some close knees. Uh, Aspen landing the the last few punches um, probably scored um, the the last round on most of the judges card um, so Norma Dumont picks up the victory two judges giving it 49 46 which uh, which sounds about right that they, she'd won the the first four rounds and then just coasted in that fifth round uh, one judge giving uh, a, a bit more of a positive spin on Aspen last performance giving a um, the another round uh, potentially it, it may have been the third um, but yeah Aspen Lad uh, comes up short and Norma Dumont uh, strides on and uh, is certainly looking to put for uh, at least an interim uh, title match uh, if not uh, a full blown title match in that featherweight division so looking forward to next week's fight, uh, fight night. It's uh, Martin Vittori, the recent uh, title challenger to Israel Adesanya, taking on another former Israel Adesanya opponent, Paolo Costa, uh, in the main event. And then uh, in the co-main, we've got Grant Dawson, Rick Glenn. Uh, we've got Jocelyn Edwards taking on Jessica Rose Clark. Uh, Alex... Uh, Caceres taking on Choi Seung Woo, uh, Francisco Trinaldo back uh, taking on Dwight Grant. Uh, so uh, quite a, a really kind of decent card there. Some uh, some fights kind of going under the radar there, but uh, certainly some um, some decent looking bouts there. Uh, so yeah, you can catch that with us here at five rounds next week. But that uh, just about wraps up uh, for this week's show. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at PodfatherMags. Be sure to uh, give Carlos a follow at Kirby underscore Carlos. Hopefully he's uh, uh, he's 
his work and uni life is uh is coming to uh to wind down a little bit in the next few weeks so hopefully he'll be able to to make a he's he's long away to come back to the show and uh, he's may have some uh some news about his potential uh upcoming farts and his uh his new fart gear so yeah hopefully we'll be able to share that with you in the in the coming weeks but um whilst you're following me on twitter definitely go and check out some more of the content from the amazing networks that five rounds is proud to be a part of uh here at the chair shot here at visionaries global media and right here at radio techers uh but that's all from me uh thank you all for listening and that is the end Time. He's trying to finish.